1: So on today's episode, ladies, we have an absolutely amazing guest, Erin Hudson, who is a multifamily investor, a single family home investor, all things real estate investing, but she's an entrepreneur, run several successful companies. And on today's episode, what well, I think you're going to get so much, you're going to get so much empowerment and so much inspiration, but we really get down to talking a lot about superpower and what what is someone's superpower and how do you sometimes not not create it because you have it, but how do you uncover it? We give some really good tips and strategies around that. Awesome! And another thing that we're gonna talk on this
2: episode is how Erin was able to just scale her business and really take her business to the next level several times uh, by focus on who, not how. And here's the cool part about this: she uses different approaches not just for her business her life how she takes care of herself her mind and her soul but one one thing that she does that she's going to share with us is how is she planning on leaving a legacy and it's very emotional but it's very intentional is to share a couple of books and strategies that she has been doing. She is a mother of five kids, so she shares that because it's also important. So on this book, on this book, no, on this episode, you're going to learn from real estate, how to take your business to the next level, and also how to take care of your family and yourself.
1: Enjoy. Welcome back to the Real Estate Invest Her Show, where we interview some amazing, amazing women around the globe to help you live a financially free and balanced life. On today's episode, we have Erin Hudson, who very anxiously been awaiting interviewing you. So welcome to our show. And thank you so much for making time to connect with us. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I love,
0: love, love what you guys are doing with this whole invest per because it's
1: absolutely <laughs> inspiring. So keep at it. Thank you. We appreciate that. And we're excited to jump into your story. We'll do that in a moment. We always like to connect with all of you listening. Although we can't see you, we feel you because we're here for you. That is why we do this podcast. We, we have you in mind as we ask questions and we bring on women uh, and just really trying to get to the core. We don't want to waste your time. We're all about getting to it and getting to it quickly. So the first thing we always do on our episodes is we share a one quick tip with you or something that came up with us, came up for us in the last week, which there's a lot of things that come up for all of us on a daily basis. So we have to pick one. So, Andresa, what do you got going on? And then we'll, we'll get to Erin's uh, story here in a moment. Oh, boy. So here we go. Right. So as you guys know,
2: we broke the ceiling. We have a new vice president, Kamala Harris. And it's interesting because I think I like history. I really love history. I like facts. And I base everything that I do in fact right So we were just I was just looking back right in, in terms of like time when we women were not even able to to vote. we didn't even have a be able to have a bank account on our name and I think it's important for us to really acknowledge um, how how we have come to really. It is an evolution, right? And we are in a in a place right now where I feel hopeful. But here's why I'm saying this to you guys. In real estate, there's a lot of, not just in real estate, but I'm talking about the experience that we all have, a lot of calling names or or for, for women. And, and what I'm saying this to you, because independently of if you are Republican, if you're a Democrat, I don't really care, right? What I'm saying here, it's a pattern of judging somebody by her gender or by her color or by her history. And I feel the same thing, right? So in in different comments that I received, Kamala Harris was being judged the same way that I have been right, based on, uh, oh, she, she she didn't earn that. It was because she's a woman or she is aggressive or she's bossy or she's whatever, whatever, right? And I'm not saying she is or she isn't. It's not my job. What I am saying is that we've got to change our language, how we refer to women. They're not bossy. We are not bossy. We are straightforward, we have thickening our skin for years, for years. And we are earning a spot. We are not taking any body spot and we are earning it and taking it because we are competent. We are damn educated and we have been for years. So, By saying that somebody's journey, right, to own real estate and, oh, it's just because she's lucky or she's X, Y, and Z, you can name it. Come on. It's a wake-up call, not just for men, for women as well we've got to stand and really normalize women being in powerful positions, being on stage, being the one leading the group and being okay with that without saying, oh, but she, but nothing, right? If <laughs> she is there, she's powerful, she earned it. So let's normalize, normalize it. I feel that we made a lot of progress. But we still have a lot to yeah. to, to go. And yeah. and and that's what I wanna gonna say here. We're gonna have to normalize this more and more. And that's why we, we do what we do, because we want to shine the light on women that have done work for a long period of time. They didn't start it now. They hustle and they are working very smart.
1: To be where when they are, are you right running now. For, when are you running for some sort of office? On Jesus <laughs>
2: Christ, I feel like right, I'm like, where do I sign up?
1: No, no, you're absolutely right. No, no. You, you are. You're very inspiring, and you, you're saying what we all feel. And it's you're right, right? It's very much something we are. It's very subtle, but we have to be very mindful of it. It's very subtle, and it edges in, and we all can do it in our own world with with our own judgment. Yes. So you're absolutely right. You Need to stop that and to to own it and. And rule it, right? So yes, very good stuff. Yes. Let's do it together. <laughs> uh Aaron, on that note, you're you're probably ready to go here. Right? This is your like, you know, uh in terms of uh because you 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 know, I'm not gonna tell your story. Your your story is is absolutely inspiring. yes so that's let's let's start there and then we'll dive into all the really, really cool real estate projects you're up to because I'm very it very intrigued to ask you a number of questions. Yes. <laughs> um, so, so let's go, let's go there. Erin, we always like to ask the women we interview, what, what inspired you, what propelled you to get involved in investing? Well, I will tell you right now, I love what you were
0: touching on, Andresa. I think that it is absolutely, this multifamily is such a man's world. And that's why I am loving what you're doing because I think that women are so incredibly powerful and the multitasking that we can do. And I think that we just wanna break that myth that it is not a man's world. If we band together as women, We are so powerful and so unstoppable. And I want to truly shout from the mountaintop and tell all the women out there that have we're all born with an entrepreneurial spirit. Right. And so I want to be that chick that shouts from the mountaintop that says, hey, you can do it. I believe in you. Mm -hmm. Let's go. And you want to give them a hand up. Right. Um, But really, I think, you know, going back to your question of what truly inspired me is here I am. Uh, a mom with five kids, and growing up, uh, when I was a child, my parents very much lived paycheck to paycheck their whole life, and somebody else owned them. It was a nine to five rigor, you know, rigorous schedule, and then coming home, and they were exhausted. And that to me was not freedom. And I remember feeling that at a very, very young age. And I remember thinking, I don't ever want to live my life like that. I love my parents and they, it was just a generational curse of carrying on what their parents did, but I knew that I wanted something different. So fast forward, I went into practice as a chiropractor, opened up my first wellness center, really got a taste of what entrepreneurship really felt like and I absolutely loved that I could dictate my whole schedule how I wanted when I wanted and so on and so forth but along that way uh, you know I opened up the second practice I had 30 employees slash headaches that I was responsible I had a massive overhead every month I had people that I had to take care of. I already had children, but here I felt like I had 30 more children, right? Um, And I'm grateful and gracious and they are absolutely family to me. It's just looking at now from a 30,000 feet above, you're like, wow, right? On what I had come from and everything I learned in my practices has helped me and propelled me to the nth degree in the space I am right now, right? But I always had this desire to get into the real estate space, but I had no clue how I was going to do it. Mm. I had no clue, but I knew that that's where the millionaires, multimillionaires, billionaires were birthed was through that real estate. And there was something that really, really intrigued me about it. And I think the pivotal point for me was I was working with a business coach in my practice. And she said, "Aaron, it's time to take you to the next level And I'm not getting on a coaching session with you for our next call until you go and you hire five people. Oh God! You're doing my friend is the $10 an hour jobs. And it's got to end because you're never going to go to the top trying to do all that mishmash down below. Mm -hmm. And that was the game changer for me. Oh my gosh. So, and, and what are you saying, right? All
2: of us, all of us can apply the same concept on our business because within our business, we also wanna to take to another another level and another level in order for us to really step out and substitute ourselves. So talk to us about your first real estate deal. How did you find
0: it? How did you finance it? How, how was your first experience? So I think going back to that, um, The first deal that I did was actually with a turnkey company and I ended up buying this $120,000 deal. I had been on bigger pockets and immersed in that for a few years and and I went for it and then got to the closing table and found out there was all these excess fees and I went, oh my gosh, you had already said that there wasn't going to be all these additional fees and I really got a bad taste in my mouth. Anyhow, it was a great thing that that happened. It brought me into the Indianapolis market. Fast forward, a gentleman from the gym that I'm friends with knew that I had purchased there. And he said, Aaron, I've got to talk to you. One of my friends that lives over here by Disneyland is looking to sell six of his properties and you're never going to believe where they are. And I said, where? And he goes, Indianapolis, Indiana. And I go, okay, out of all the places they could be, are you kidding me? Thank <laughs> you, Lord. Cha-ching, right? So I just knew that I wanted to meet up with this guy. And I and I told my friend, you know, look, tell him maybe I'd like to buy one of his properties. Long story short, we all went to dinner together. He showed me these properties. They were $50,000 and they were renting for six and $700. And at the time I only wanted one. And I talked to my husband that night and I said, babe, we've got to buy them all. (laughs) I have no idea how we're going to do it, but we need to buy them all. Here I am in California, the median house price was 800,000. And I didn't even know those existed with wood floors, painted and ready to rent for $500 or $50,000. Anyways, I tell you all of this because ladies, we don't always have to know how it's going to unfold, but if you are hungry, and resourceful, you will figure out a way to do it. And how I did it, I think our total package price was 300,000. And my husband uh, said, you really want them all? And I said, yes. I said, I'm going to call him and see if he'll sell them for 275,000. And he goes, babe, why would you call and ask for a discount? You're always getting them for, you're already getting them for a great deal. And I said, because if you don't ask, you don't get, and what's the worst thing that could happen? He says, no. Oh, well, so I call him and I said, listen, we don't want one. We want all of them. But what I'm willing to pay is 275000 He goes, well, let me think about it. And I'll call you back in five minutes. He calls me back and he goes, 278000 I was like, okay, done. <laughs> Obviously, we put him under contract. I think I had $100,000. Y'all, I got it. I had to come up with $178,000. But come hell or high water, I was going to figure out how I was going to get the money. A portion came from a credit card. My father-in-law lent me a hundred thousand dollars. Like you, just make it work. Come hell or high water, you figure it out
1: if you want. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that really great. inspiring. Now, did that did that kick off? Like, so I know that you you bought twenty six rental properties in in two years. So did that kick that off, or that was a separate time? Was that kind of like the beginning of that kind of? Um... So so I bought those and then. I found out
0: from my property manager who I was with, I said, is there any way to get any more homes like this but for a better purchase price than Mm $50,000? And after doing research, I found out I could get them for like 35,000, same caliber, but for that price, right? And what happened was I had uh, landed this seller that was selling a whole package of homes, 70 of them to these Chinese investors and the stock market had crashed they pulled out and so I had just landed this deal and he said they were under contract. They no longer are. And I said, well, fantastic. I'd like to buy all of them, but it, I'm going to have to piecemeal them. So can we sit down and talk about the pricing on these, on these properties? And sure enough, <laughs> I had other people that were reaching out to me saying, hey, you've gotten six, you've gotten 12 of these in the first six months. Can you help me acquire some real estate? And so with that being said, I had already negotiated the prices with the gentleman. And here's what I did next. I had no clue what a double close is, ladies. I called up a title company and I said, hey, Sally, I heard that there's something called a double close and I am so sorry. I don't quite know how it works. But is there any chance that you just help me out and share with me? So she's giving me directions of how it goes and I'm taking notes. And literally I went and I did that. I had these homes that I could tap into, and I just started to put them under contract and do the A to B, the B to C uh, closing, and just did double closes on these, on a, a handful of these properties. Right. So, Erin, for the ladies that
2: are listening, and they're also like, what is a double closing? Can you share for them because otherwise they're going to be emailing sure. us and say, "I did
0: not understand what it was a double okay. closing." So There's share with us, please. that I want to share because it's so fun and so exciting, and I get super passionate about it. But here's the deal: I heard that that you could buy a property and you don't even have to have your own money. And when I heard that, I went, "What? You got to be kidding me!" So what happens is, let's just say that Andresa is selling a property for $50,000. And I say, Andresa, I want to buy your property. So we put it under contract. And then I've got my girlfriend, sweet Liz, who wants to buy a property in Indianapolis. So I'm going to turn around and I'm going to sell it to Liz for $60,000. So again, our A to B is me and Andresa, right? We're closing on June 1st. I create another contract with Miss Liz, and ours is for sixty thousand. And guess what day we're closing on? June first, right? So all of a sudden, closing day comes. Andresa wants her fifty thousand. Well, Liz brought her sixty thousand. So it pays Andresa her fifty thousand. How much is left over, ladies? Let's do the math. Oh my God, that dollars grand- <laughs> Well, guess what? I just closed my deal with Andresa, and I. She got her 50000 not from me. She got it from Sweet Liz, who's my end buyer and wants the property. So there's two separate contracts going on, but they both close on the same day. So Miss Erin won because now I just made $10,000 with OPM, other people's money. Y'all, I didn't even know this was possible, but I was on this massive high. When I did my first one, I went, oh, are you kidding me? All right, game
1: on. Let's go. <laughs> you know, how did you, Aaron, how did you determine, so this gentleman who had 60 properties, how did you determine which properties you were going to wholesale in, in that, you know, in essence, that's what, that's what you did, versus keep, you know, and then how did you, you know, how did you navigate that? Because you're, you're getting opportunity, you're getting, there's a lot of moving parts, right? You're, you're, Uh, what you probably were experiencing. So how did you decipher that? Because I think when women start to get into a role where people think of them, they're going to be presented with more deals and and that's the the benefit. It also is like, okay, what am I going to keep? What am I going to, you know, potentially wholesale? How do I, you know, how do I navigate that? I love it. So what I
0: did is I took my whole list and remember, I now have this property manager that now I have seven properties with, right? Those were my first seven that I had, the six pack and the first. And so I went to him and here's what we need to do. Ladies. We have to think so much bigger and, and really look at the future on what it's going to be. So what I did is I went to my property manager and here's what I said. I said, listen, I have a handful of investors that I want to bring your way. And with that being said, I want you to treat them like family. Like you do me, you take such great care of me. And if you promise to take great care of my investors, I'm going to build your business like you've never seen before. Girls, did I know how I was going to do it? No, I didn't. But I casted a vision that I believed in. Wasn't sure how I was going to get there, but I casted it, right? So with that being said, I said, what I need from you is we're going to go through this list of properties and you tell me, according to the area, what is the best and which ones you would want, right? And so those were the first ones that I did um, and and sold to other people with a double close and that type of thing. Now, it, it's, it's a long story, you guys, but basically I ended up selling 51 out of the 70 homes, not all together, not overnight, to a bunch of different investors, all friends and family. And here's what I did. This is where, you know, when we talk about what is our superpower, right? And I will tell you my superpower is truly being resourceful and negotiating like a beast, right? So, this is what I did. I had I had said to him, "Listen, if I can get you 18 contracts within the next 24 hours are you willing to take $3,000 off the purchase price that we agreed upon?" And he laughed at me and he goes, "Yeah, sure. No problem. Good luck with that one." <laughs> I, been, I love I love those challenges. And I had been um on a podcast with an attorney Uh, real estate gentleman, Toby Mathis of mine. And I was at another event and truly, truly, there was some magic that happened at those events. And so I knew that I could provide what it was. I told that gentleman within 24 hours, I sent over 24 purchase contracts and closed on these properties. So if we do the math for a moment, because you're wondering how in the world did you get to 26 properties in two years? So for example, if I sold those properties, let's just call it $5,000 that I make off each one of those. It was a total of roughly $375,000 of commissions that I should be paid. Does it make sense for me to take the $375,000 and now have to go pay taxes on it? Or does it make sense for me to trade it in for inventory and purchase properties you know, for a dollar from him, right? That made way more sense. So I ended up getting 12 or 14 properties for free because I sold the
2: others. That's awesome. Or you could have gone to Punta Cana or somewhere <laughs> else in the world and have some margaritas at the beach, take one year off. And, you know, that's, that is what information. I think you are so creative, Erin, in one thing that I think you you manifest a lot, right? You put it out there, you vibrate and you attract that. And one thing that I wanna tell people is that sometimes we plan for the worst case scenario, right? Oh, worst case scenario, here's how I will behave. You've got to plan for the best case scenario too. Because as Erin, she was saying she went to the gym and then she came across six properties. Was she looking for six? No, she she was looking for one. Right, Right. and then the universe saying, "Okay, I'm gonna give you a good problem. Now you have six, and now you got to be creative." And why I'm talking about creative because I want to talk about the projects that you're currently involved, which is fascinating. They are very diverse and super creative. Airbnb. We are still. We're January right now. We're still in the middle of a pandemic, and. Majority of people that are, you know, familiar with Airbnb or in in Airbnb area, they're asking us this question: Is this a good time? Should I Airbnb this this uh, property or not in the midst of everything that is going on? And I've been at Airbnb for a long period of time. I have my own opinions, but today I would like to hear from you and what you're up to with your Airbnb.
0: Yeah. So I'd love to give some insight on Airbnb. We actually, in 2017, bought a high amenity home in the Hill Country, uh, outside of San Antonio, by the wineries and so forth. We were super, super excited for this property, but I will tell you, I'm always looking for multiple exits. I don't just buy, and here I am, Airbnb. Here was my thought. It's on five acres Number one, I loved that because I have five kids. I could parcel it out into five separate. That's
1: a great idea. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It was outside city limits and unrestricted. So I knew I can do whatever the bleep I wanted to with it per se. But I will tell you something, that Airbnb is so expensive to run. And if it didn't have those multiple exits and other things I could do with it, I wouldn't have purchased it. It brings in a ton of revenue. Um, But it's costly. I will tell you with the pandemic, it brought even 33% more on stays than we had the previous year. So it's been kind of wild. People don't want to go too far. But um, with that being said, what I have found advantageous is, as you know, we've been really in the shipping container space and creating these Airbnbs out of shipping containers Oh my gosh. It's so much fun. Oh, I can't. Oh I, I haven't experienced
2: and I'm like interrupting you because I'm super excited about it. I want to experience it.
0: I have no. not got a chance yet. Yeah. Now you're nailing it though. It's an <laughs> awesome experience Like what millennial wants to stay in a shipping container, take a selfie, like not a lot of people are doing it yet. And so what we did is we uh, have three shipping containers that are on our land right now. And uh, our kids are running their own Airbnbs right now. Mm And it's really about, I'm on a mission as I shared before of really leaving a legacy and really equipping our children. Because if we look at what's going on with kids these days, there's a lot of this, they're withdrawn, they're losing their social skills. And so for me, um, if my husband and I, we can set these up so that they're the ones that are greeting the guests. Hey, we're super excited to have you. You're gonna have a wonderful time. Enjoy the hammock in the fire pit. And P.S., we left you some stuff for s'mores. Like, I don't even tell my kids that you can automate these messages. Why? <laughs> because they need to learn responsibility of responding. They learn need to know how to love on people. They need to know how to make people feel important, right? And so it's all those small touches. They're 14 and 16 years old. So guess what? We give them a portion of those proceeds. Everything that comes in, they get 50% of it if they follow through with leaving those messages, responding, accepting, and so on and so forth. So it's about equipping my kids, and I couldn't be more on fire about it, because it's not like it's this massive cash flow, but I'm leaving something powerful for my kids to latch onto, get a taste, and hopefully want to run in that direction
1: with us in the future. I love that. I love the, the you're building like this legacy, or I mean you think about like the the depth of what you're saying, right? So if you said, okay, I'm doing this to make money. And and we always say that to women, you know, they they'll say, Oh, should I do this? Should I do that? Should I flip? Should I buy a rental? It's like, let's really get to the core of like what's behind all this. Like, you know, what's what's really behind it? And so many times we've heard, especially with women, because that's our focus, that's our, our mission, you know, women are like meet each other and they're like, yeah, I want to make $95,000 a month. Like they don't say that. They just don't, not that women don't want nice things. Some women want nicer things. Other women don't. It's not like, but it doesn't drive them. It's like the legacy. What are they teaching their kids? That's what I hear so much. And what we hear, right, Andressa? So what you're doing is just, is, is amazing. I, I, I love to relate that to the women listening, how we can relate that regardless of you're able to do, you know, Airbnb containers on your lawn. I don't know if I could do that in, in Pennsylvania right now, but I can do what I can. Right. And it's giving me like, how, how can I apply what you what Aaron is saying with my kids. Now I don't have 14 and 16. I have a seven, seven and a four year old, but you know, my son wants to earn money to buy a Lego set. So we're creating chores, not just manual chores, but we're going to create a curriculum and all the things he doesn't get in school. And he's going to learn and then tell us like, Hey, this is what I learned from cash flow for kids or whatever it might be. But I love what you're saying. Cause it's like, okay, what other things can I do? Like what other creative things can we do this summer? I don't know, rent out a tent in my backyard. And I don't know, not just the lemonade. <laughs> scale, that gets a little boring, but my point in sharing this for the women listening is that's what we're doing. A lot of it's for right. It's not just about the money. It's really legacy. So, it's inspiring me, and I hopefully when listening, right? How do I apply what Erin is saying in my world, on my in my corner of the world with the kids that I have, or my grandkids, or my nieces, or my nephews? Because I think that is a huge value for so many women.
0: Well, I think that it even goes back to you know I started my daughter, who's now 22 years old. I started her at the age 16 and it's really about giving our kids choices, you guys. So at that time, here's what happened. Remember one of those free houses that I got? It was my way to show my daughter, look what you could have. And so she had had $5,500 in her bank account or in her, it was, she had just put it into our Roth IRA. And so I said, look, you can actually buy this single family house with your Roth IRA and I'll let you buy it right with your Roth IRA because she had, anyways, we can talk about it later, but it was direct to the buyer, mm-hmm. wasn't me, because otherwise it would be a prohibited transaction. Yeah. But you can either do that or you can take your 5,500 and you can go buy a car with it, right? She was getting ready to fund it into her IRA. And so I said, but listen, if you go buy a car, you now have a liability, you're paying the insurance, you're paying the gas. But if you choose to put it in your Roth IRA and you buy this home with it, You can use my car, you don't have to pay any gas and you don't have to pay any insurance and that's gonna yield you $600 a month, right? So she got to have a choice. I said, whatever you choose, we're gonna totally walk with you in that. I want you to choose whatever you feel most comfortable with. Here's the pros, here's the cons. You make the choice, you're 16, right? Fast forward today, she just barely sold that house. She'd been collecting $600 every single month. She just sold it for 50 some odd thousand dollars. And she just walked into our 110 unit in a Decatur, Georgia, yesterday, which we closed on. She filled out the documents. She wired the money, right? And so it's about giving them choice and showing them how to slowly climb that ladder to empower them, encourage them, and help them learn how to duplicate their seed money.
2: It's amazing. And I think that, you know, as we grow who we surround ourselves with, right? Because there's no way in hell your daughter is going to sit down in a conversation and really swallow that she needs to work very hard on her nine to five in order for her to get promoted. It yeah. is just a, a legacy that it is in her right now and she's going to continue taking this to another another level, which is... Well, we all want for our children. Um, not that they just work and hustle, that they work smart. Yesterday, something happened um, here, and it was very funny conversation. My five-year-old, I still see him as a, as a baby, and mm-hmm. we have a TV that is on a stand, and he was playing, and the TV kind of like fell down and I was like uh- oh it seems that it broke it did it didn't break but I was like okay now we need to to leave it over here it broke we cannot turn it on and he was super upset and he's like how much how much does a TV cost? And I was like, wow. I, and I said a number that he's fascinated with $100, right? So I said, "It's a, it costs $100. He's like, wow. So you need to buy a new one because this one is broken. I was like, mm, buddy, that doesn't work like that, okay? <laughs> that doesn't work like that on Amazon. Right? I was just waiting for him. You got to buy it now on Amazon. Yeah. And I said, we got to work in order for us to make $100. And he's like, how are we going to do that? I was like, well, mommy, remember when mommy's on the computer and when mommy do other things with houses? Yeah, so that's how mommy makes the the $100. I was so sad this morning. I was dropping him off at school And I found like a little dime on the, on the floor. And I said, here we go. Look a dime. I'll put on your piggy bank. He's like, "Ah, great. I am almost there mommy to make a hundred dollars so I can help you to buy the TV. (laughs) He didn't forget about this freaking $100. Oh my God. And I'm pretending the TV was broken for a little while so we can have less TV. I love it. the, The point that I'm trying to make that I was like, oh my gosh, I really need to start talking more about money with my kid. And he asked me the following question. How can I make this money? And then I said, well, we're going to have a couple of chores at the house, right? You're going to help with the dishes. You might help mommy shredding some paper and doing other things. And every time that you do, you're going to have a coin and you're going to put it in your piggy bank. And then he's like, oh, okay. I like that mommy. That's awesome. You know, and I was like, he's five years old and I want him to start talking about money more and more as he grew and one uh, we are doing everything so we can have um build wealth and leave a legacy but i can't leave a legacy to somebody that does not have the mindset <music> let's talk about mindset for a little bit how you mentioned that your your parents were in a nine to five mm-hmm. job and, and now it seems that the path that you're following and the legacy that you want to leave is kind of like uh like a, a 360. How did that come to you? Like did you did you how did you brainwash positively right your own your your own brain? Did you did you take courses? Did you drink like a Kool-Aid pill or
0: something <laughs> else? What did you do? I think just in general, I've really been a, a positive person. And I think really getting into the wellness center and getting a taste of really designing my own life. And and, and like, even in my wellness center, I didn't work nine to five, y'all. I, ha- I worked three days a week. And I brought in other doctors to work on those other days. Right. And it came with due time learning processes and how to really, uh, really it's work most efficiently. Right. And when I can figure out how to work most efficiently, that's where the magic happened. Hence, that's where it opened up the doors for me to have more time and to explore more of the real estate after getting coached and sharing how to really best be in the business. It allowed me to, Really duplicate my efforts. It's that book. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. It's called Who Not How by Dan Sullivan. And if you could literally figure out other people to help with the jobs and things that need to be done to help execute, you become more powerful and valuable because you get to stay in your lane of where the most production is gonna take place. And that's really uh, what I was able to learn. And so I was already creating passive income through my wellness centers, meaning that I had 12 massage therapists that worked in my office 10 hours a day, seven days a week, two other doctors in my office. So I was getting a taste of the passive. I wasn't that person that was glued nine to five at my my practice, right? So I already got somewhat of a taste of it. And then when I found out I was literally listening you know, to the person that brought me to this event on multifamily. And I remember sitting at this conference because I didn't want to go. And it was just a short evening conference. And I sat there with my arms crossed and I totally, it was like the sea parted. And it was like, do I want to continue to land on Vermont and collect $50, i.e. with my single family properties? Or did I want to land on boardwalk and collect $500 with one roof and 50 doors? And I went, oh my gosh, this is what it's all about. And so I really got hungry and and really desired moving into that space. Hence, I had left my practice in 2017, because it was an aha moment for me that now is the time to work on the business and no longer in it. And I had other doctors, so I was able to transition and I could do real estate from wherever I wanted. And so I got even more taste of that freedom. Right. And so, and I will tell you, I do a lot of, for the last nine years, I've done a lot of, um, I had a business coach that it wasn't just business. I would go to events where it was her enhancing every area of your life, business, financially, and relationally. And that was like, had been the biggest game changer and talk about going to probably four events a year where I was constantly working on myself for the betterment of me and talking to people and making it about other people, because naturally we tend to be about ourselves. Just we do, right. It doesn't, it's not something that usually comes natural to most people. And so really I just started to get a grasp on it's really about other people. How can we help other people to win in life? And naturally we're going to win. And if you play that game without a manipulative heart and you truly are for the people, there's no other thing out there, but for us to win, it just is going to happen. Right? So I'm just, as I said, in the beginning, I'm on a mission to really just especially help women see their true power and that they can have whatever it is that they, they desire.
1: Yeah. Love it. Uh, so many things you just said that we, where we could, where we could take the next question, but we want to be mindful of time and all that good stuff. But I will ask, you know, you talked just to, to end on this or just to, to really wrap this up too, because you just said it again about your superpower. And I, you know, I think, I think it's very, um, we use, you know, you hear that term a lot, people say it a lot. If you polled 10 women and said, what is your superpower? How long would it take them to come up with their superpower? You know, I think it would take people a little longer. Well, you know, it's like, it's like a story versus it's this. I don't think everyone would be as quick to say it's this and say with confidence and say with kind of owning it. So, you know, how did you develop your, not, not develop, you've always had it. How did you discover, I should say, your superpower and how did you, how do you own it on a daily basis?
0: Such a good question. I think
1: with just like
0: how we go back and we talk about me making that phone call and calling that title company and not knowing what the hell i was doing but this lady was willing to help me so when i figured out that a to b and b to c contract and doing a double close imagine the confidence that all of a sudden began to brew in me when i had that closing day of closing a deal putting ten thousand dollars in my hand And I didn't have to use any of my money. It is truly everything that I do puts a little bit more kindling on the fire. And as we have wins in life, naturally we exude such high vibration, excitement in life and a zest that you just want to pass on to other people. Because if I can do it, I'm a I'm a weak suck. I'm a C student. But what I will tell you is I have hunger like no other. And I will climb a mountain regardless of how high it is. My desire to win is so high that the negative self-talk does not win or defeat me. Right. And so as I make these wins in life, it literally just takes me. You know, rung by rung, I'm climbing that ladder to the top. Right. Got it. And I so
1: it. it's truly that, I think. I would say I think the superpower is it's just a fascinating topic. We could definitely like just teach a whole workshop on it because it's such a great topic. Near near and dear. I always say core genius. And I think one of the one of the greatest ways to get more of something you want in life is to give it. So if you want more money, give money. If you want more you know uh relationships with people start being more relational with people so if you want to know more about your superpower and really own it start watching where it is in other people Um, just and i ran a mastermind last night and you know running masterminds is not like something that people just do and they're like amazing at it to be honest like i think you're either really good at it or you're not you know and and we do it together it's our for our membership and i i'm i'm you know i wouldn't say i'm 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 bad at it but i i, I wouldn't say it's like like my top, like, my God, Liz is amazing at running and drilling. But that's not my core genius. Um, I'm, I'm good at other things. But Andressa is like masterful at it. Like, mm. like literally, like if you said, it's one of her top three masterful skills that she has. And I don't know if she knew that. So I was just texting her. I'm like, <laughs> you are a master at running masterminds. You say the right things. You drill, you cut, You you're just masterful at it. And I think... We need to, when we see this in people we work with and they're, that are close to us, we need to be able to see the masterfulness in other people. Love it. And and in, in order to, to think more about, like you said, if you want something, give it, right? If yeah. you, you know, and mm-hmm. if you want to win, like, so I just think that's so important and we don't come from that place a lot. It's like, oh, you're really good at that. No, that's great. Cause we all could be good at a lot of things that, really is not where um, excellence comes from that's not where you're going to win in life you're going to win it really owning your core genius and your superpower so when you see it and people you care about or you, people you're in your circle <laughs> tell them because they don't wake up every day seeing it and i think that's true we'd all be better if we, if we could just see it in others so you
0: know what um, that goes back to liz i love that you're touching on that dan Sullivan. that book that i just shared with you guys who not how he says something quite profound in there that I highly recommend all of you listeners today reach out to your most favorite people, your top 10 people, and ask them the question you guys, what do you think is my unique ability? If you don't know what your superpower is, go ask your favorite 10 people. ask them what is your, what do you think my top three unique abilities are? And let's see what everybody elses say about you. Right. And you will find out very quickly what your superpower is and where you flourish. And I loved that because I just think it's wise. I think it's wise to get feedback from other people that know
1: you. Absolutely. Yeah. And Dan Sullivan, I'm very familiar with him. My husband's done a strategic coach, my brother-in-law, it's just his resources and his books and his materials just top notch. So yeah. really, really good stuff. Um, Aaron, this has been amazing. Where can the women listening learn more about you and all your Amazing, fascinating projects that you're up to. So, where can they connect with you?
0: Yeah, the best way is www.thequattroway, Q U A T T R O way.com. And listen, for those of you out there that have questions or you feel stuck or you just need somebody to cheer you on or to give you some insight, I am most happy to jump on a call with you and really just pour back into you because really we all need each other. And the more positive love, that we can shower up on one another, the more powerful we are, right? So that's how awesome. you can find me. I appreciate you, Erin. And now we're gonna to transition to all
2: our fabulous three questions. And the first one is, what's the most powerful book you have ever read? Is that the one that you just mentioned or do you have something else? I've got two. Okay. So my
0: first one is Think and Grow Rich because I think it's such a great reminder that we are in control of what's in our head right and I will tell you and I think you guys coached you guys coach with Trevor McGregor no okay I apologize I was thinking yeah. of, he's a high performance, high performance part of him coach, yeah you know, my family him, yeah. space and our team coaches with him and I loved it we had a debrief in December on how do you feel like your year went and you know mm-hmm. what I said with sheer confidence I said listen I feel more confident than I've ever felt in my life that I can have whatever the hell it is I want. And again, there is no mountain too high. And I love who I've become this year. And I'm sure my team was like, whoa, did she really just say that? But here's why. That book teaches you that we are entitled to anything and everything. And what stops us women is the voices in our head. Why? Because we wake up every morning with negative thoughts just as humans. Right. And we are the only ones that are going to cheer ourselves on. So we have to wake up and remind ourselves how awesome we are, how worthy we are to have the finest that life has to offer. Right. So that's my number one. And my number two, y'all, you have got to check it out. It's one of my newest reads. It's called The Board Meeting. And as I go back, I tell you that my family, and my kids are so important, but I know without a shadow of a doubt, I cannot be alone, that I love and I'm so passionate about helping people and families. And I love what I get the pleasure of doing that I get stuck. Look, I start to get emotional just talking about it because as women, we get stuck at our desk. And we love what we do and we want to continue to help and to continue to fuel and feed and fire our companies. Right. And so when my child comes and says, Hey mom, and I'm on a phone call or I'm doing something right. You tend to do this. Just, just one moment, just one moment. Right. But we have to remember there's nothing more important than teaching those kids and letting them know that they are a prized possession. And so, When I read this book, I felt like, shoot, I totally could relate because it's about entrepreneurs. And we talk about entrepreneurs having freedom in life, right? But if you're anything like me, we can find ourselves working far over time in this space. And so when I read this book, I became so on fire and I got to tell my kids, I can't wait to have a board meeting with you. Let's go pick what we're going to do and to turn off the electronics and make it about them. And I can hardly wait because my first one is this weekend. So I haven't even done it yet, but I will tell you, it is such a pivotal book. If you struggle with what I struggle with, and it's really just getting immersed in this space that I love so dearly, but really making my kids feel exceptionally special. And so it just really was a game changer and a new mindset for me. So.
1: I have, Sorry to, about quick, I have to, to quickly share, Erin. That's very. I have to just quickly share and say that I've been doing it for about a year, and it's with my two kids. Uh, COVID kind of cut us off a little bit of the the norm, but I just re we just had one for the first the first one this year. And I can't say enough about it. Just, you know, putting your phone aside and it's like a focused amount of time. I talked with my daughter about princesses for an hour. (laughs) Usually I'm like, I tune out, to be honest with you, because there's only so much you could talk about princesses for an hour because I didn't have my phone. I'm like, what else am I going to do? So we talked (laughs) about Belle and Ariel, like literally, what do you like about Ariel? What do you like about Belle? Like literally. So you're going to enjoy it. You're going to love it. And every parent needs to do that with their kids. They sure do. I love that you're sharing
2: this because this is where we stand on our investor community for women to to have this hybrid and like all around, it's not just about consuming real estate content. We can't stand only <laughs> that. We, our three pillars is real estate investing business strategies and self-care and on self-care is you as your family it's all around so i love that and we're going to put all those links guys don't don't need to rush and get a pen it's going to be on our show notes the next questionnaire is what's the most transformational routine that you do to create a
0: financially free and balanced life I am super, I'm glad you asked because I think that that is an absolute game changer. I am the mama bear that, or the mom that gets up every morning and I write down my five thankfuls about what I'm grateful for in life because we, I think it's super important to really tune our heart. The first, when we first wake up in the morning to make sure that we wake up with a grateful heart, right? And then over and beyond those five that I do on my thankfuls, it's literally a five thankfuls for my husband. And what I'm thankful for about him, because we get so consumed with what we're doing that we forget to be in, you know, we've got to be intentional with our spouses and let them know how much we appreciate them. And so I'll jot down my five things about him and believe it or not, he'll sneak into the office and go see what I wrote about him that day. (laughs) Right. So I know it feeds his soul, his soul as well, but it's really just waking up, getting my mind right, being grateful. And then I head to the gym. Why? Because again, it goes back to my children. We can talk all we want but what are your actions showing? And when my kids can come in and see that their mom stays the course with this and that mama bear is at the gym taking care of her body and fueling it, I know that I am leading by example on what really fuels me and helps me have control of my day. And And this sets the trajectory for the rest of my day, right? And when I don't do this, I absolutely feel it. So it's really about just getting things right in the morning.
2: Awesome. And my last question is, which women, famous or not, has inspired you the most?
0: (laughs) I will tell you, listening to, you know, everyone's got this Oprah and all these different people. They're all wonderful, right? But I have to tell you, it's always ever-changing. Like, I just listened listened to Melanie Depa on your podcast a few, I don't know, a week ago, And she truly inspired me. I don't know who this woman is. I have not met her. I can't wait to. I need to reach out to her. And what resonated with me was a couple things. Of course, I just talked about my family. I love the gentle reminders. You hear of, let's say, three thankfuls with your kids, but it's putting it into practice. And I need to do that, right? So that was such a great reminder from her, which I appreciated. And I love that that this chick has such grit. When she felt like she hit the ceiling of not being able to get any lending, she knew that she needed to pivot and really be resourceful and come up with another plan. She didn't say, oh, poor me, I'm done, I can't do anymore. She figured out, it's not a problem, y'all. It's just finding a solution. It's a task. You just find a freaking solution. So I felt like I resonated with her and it's always fun to to be able to connect with people that you feel like you're cut from the same cloth and they have the same attitude of winning in life. Mm -hmm. And so really she is my chick that inspired me for this last week, but it is always changing.
1: Awesome. Erin, this is amazing. Uh, I think I could talk to you all day here. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to have you back on, do more stuff with you. So thank you so much for sharing sharing your true self. I just love connecting with the women on our show and authenticity and just transparency and realness. And that's what we're all about. And we just totally get that from you too. So thank you for being on our show. Thank you for being you and appreciate you. It's
0: absolutely my pleasure. And you guys keep kicking butt. I'm impressed with all that you're doing
1: and I can't wait to see
0: where you guys fly to next.
2: Awesome. Thank you so much,
0: Erin. You're very welcome.
2: Take care.